Welcome to the program. My name is Rick Renner, and I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am to see you today. Thank you for joining me and allowing me and Denise to come right into your space. We're doing a brand new series called 10 Powerful Women. And because I'm teaching on women, I've invited a very powerful woman to be with me in all these programs, and that is Sister Denise Renner. Welcome, sweetheart. Rick, thank you very much. And Denise, today we're going to be looking at the next woman in this series. So far, we have seen Eve, who was the mother of the human race. Wow, she was a woman with a lot of influence. Then we saw Noah's nameless wife. That is amazing to me. We don't even know her name. We know the name of Noah. We know the name of his sons. We don't know the name of his wife. And she was right there with Noah. She was the invisible, nameless wife who got into agreement with her husband and changed human history. That is amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Then we saw the example of Sarah, who was quite an ugly person, but God transformed her into a princess. Then we saw the example of Jezebel, whom I call the epitome of evil. And I said in the program, no one wants to name their daughters Jezebel. Even to this day, that name is so horrible. And then on Friday of last week, we saw the example of Bathsheba, a woman who was an adulteress who became a godly wife. That is so powerful. And today, we're going to be looking at a queen who surrendered. It's going to be so powerful. But hey, we want you to get this entire series, which is called 10 powerful women. And don't just think this is for women. It is filled with teaching that would be a benefit to men as well. But the whole series is 10 powerful women. It comes in 10 parts and it comes with a study guide. And you know, these study guides are so wonderful because you can read it while you hear it or while you see it. And something wonderful happens when you read and listen or hear at the same time. It just gets the teaching down deep inside you. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Greek actually says by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. We need to hear it and hear it and hear it and get it down inside us. And if you're listening to me today and you're a woman, I want to tell you God has given you a powerful position and you have a lot of influence and you need to order this series. And we're also offering you right now the book called All the Women of the Bible. Everything you wanted to know about women of the Bible, more than 400 women named and unnamed, what women of the Bible teach us today. This is a tremendous resource, so order yours today. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and a partner is anyone who regularly gives financially to our ministry to help us take this teaching around the world. And my friend, we really need your help. When you become a partner, you change someone else's life. And our ability to take the teaching of the Bible to people depends on what our partners give. And if you're already a partner, wow, you're doing something so powerful. And I want to say thank you to you. And if you want to become a partner, the moment you do, we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. And from now, Denise, until October, we're offering our autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of 
the earth. People are always saying, I wish that I knew your whole story. Well, look at it. We decided <laughs> to tell it. It's all here. And it comes with photographs. It is really a pretty riveting story. And you will laugh your head off at a lot of things you read in this autobiography. And by the way, it's not just a story. This autobiography is blended together with a lot of teaching from the Bible. It's so much and you will love it. So order yours today. And by the way, you can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that if you need prayer, we believe in prayer and we're ready to pray for you right now. So send us an email or give us a call. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to pray for you and whatever it is that you're facing in your life. And we'll believe for God to give you the victory. But we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Well, welcome back to the program. Today, we're going to look at a queen who surrendered, and we're talking about Queen Esther. And I have asked Denise to lead today's program. So Denise, let's get started. Rick, first of all, thank you for giving me this honor to teach about this amazing woman. And you know, Rick, if we were choosing a person to save a nation, we would choose someone who was probably very intelligent, experienced, a man usually, someone with a lot of experience and in military and strategy. But you probably wouldn't choose a young girl who won a beauty contest. Okay. And that's what Esther did. She, run, she won the beauty contest. Who would ever think that a young girl, an orphan, but raised by her uncle, would save a nation? That's amazing. I know it really is, Rick. The Jewish nation that brought forth the Messiah, the Lord Christ, God incarnate. And the devil was after that nation. Mm. And God used Esther to save them. A young girl. That is so unlikely that God would choose a <laughs> young girl and a Jewish girl yes. who didn't even fit into that nation. No, she didn't fit in at all. And how could a young girl have a part of such a huge plan? Mm. Only God. Only God. And Rick, I call her the queen that surrendered. And when she was brought to the palace, several things happened to her, Rick, to become the queen. She lost her name. She had a Jewish name, and they gave her a Persian name. She lost her culture, her family, her language, and her identity. Mm. So she really lost a lot to, for this, and gave a big price as a young girl for this position. And she was chosen to be the queen. She won the beauty contest. Is that amazing? <laughs> she entered into a, really was a beauty really, contest. Really, it was a beauty contest. And the reason that she lost her identity <laughs> is because if they knew she was a Jew, she would have never been admitted to the contest. No, she wouldn't. So they concealed her identity. That, that is just amazing. I know. And Rick, she had so much favor because the Bible says that the king loved her. Uh, he even declared a special day in her honor. It's called the Feast 
of Esther. And on that day, everyone brought gifts to each other. And Denise, it is still celebrated in Israel to this day. It is. It's a it, very big celebration. It is a very big celebration. And, you know, this sounds like almost the story of Cinderella at this point. The poor girl who became the princess, right? And it sounds really good, but then a wicked man named Haman was pr promoted to be in a very high position under the king. And this is when everything changed because this wicked man was so full of himself that if people didn't bow before him, he got very angry. And Mordecai, which is Esther's uncle who raised her, he would not bow before Haman. And Haman got so angry. And now this, Rick, really, to this day, it's amazing to me. He got so angry because one man would not bow before him that he wanted to kill the whole nation of the Jews. So Haman said, this Jew refused to bow to me, so we're just going to kill all the Jews. Yes, yes. That is arrogance <laughs> off the charts. Yes, yes, Rick. And so he made a bargain with the king. And the king put his signet on it, his signature, and so it had to be done. Well, Mordecai tells Esther, and he asks her to make supplication for, to the king for the Jews. And Esther said, I haven't been called to be before the king for 30 days. Okay, now that is really interesting to me because she is the queen, but he has a whole harem of women. And they could not come into his presence unless he called for them. Is that correct? That's correct. And so it's been 30 days, 30 days. since she has been called into his presence. Mm -hmm. But Haman knows Esther is the only hope of the nation. He even said, sweetie pie, well, you came into the kingdom for this moment. Well, actually, it's Mordecai that knows that she, that, that she is the only answer. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it is amazing, Rick. And... So she knows that if she goes before the king, I mean, this is protocol, this is rule. If you go before the king without being invited and he doesn't hold out his golden scepter to accept you, then it's a sure death for you. So for her to decide to make this supplication before the king, she is giving up her life. Mm. And in Esther chapter 4, verse 16, she says an amazing thing. She says, if I perish, I perish. And you know, friend, I, I, we know the end of the story. Most people here listening to us, they know the end of the story. But Esther, she didn't know the end of the story. Honey, I'm thinking about you and me. How many times in life that we've been in a situation where it seemed like we were giving up something monumental. You know, that's a very difficult place to be in, but you're gonna do what's right regardless. And how many times we've not known the end of the story, but when you do what is right, God always intervenes. Oh, he, he always. always intervenes. He always intervenes. And you know, Esther had paid a great price for that place because she gave up her name, she gave up her culture, she gave up her family, she gave up her language, she gave up her identity, and now she was giving up her life. And for her, 
I, I, I have imagined Esther that day before she went before the king. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think that she was trembling. I think she was stalwart to go right in there and to say, if I perish, I perish, but I am surrendering, surrendering my life right now. And so much character had been added inside of her. And what we find out, if you read the book of Esther, you'll find out that she respected Mordecai and that she obeyed him. And she even respected the the eunuch that that you know raised up all these women to go before the king. She even had favor before him, and she would do what he said. She wasn't rebellious. She had a character inside of her that she was going to do what was demanded of her, and um, she goes through all of this giving up all of this and now she's giving up her life and I wanted to give other examples of people who had to give up something very valuable but God proved himself faithful Hannah she was the mother of the prophet Samuel she prayed and she prayed and she wanted a child so bad she prayed for years for a child finally she gets a son and what does she do she gives him up to a priest named Eli what about Abraham? He went through so much <laughs> believing for a son. Finally, at age 100 and Sarah's 90, they have the son of pro promise, Isaac. But what does God ask him to do? He asks him to give him up. What do all these Bible characters have in common? They all surrendered the most precious thing to them, their life or the life of the one they held most dear. But that's not the end of the story, because Esther, she gave up her life, the right to have her life, but she received a nation. Hannah, she gave up her first son, and he became a great prophet, and she waited for him and waited for him, and then she gave him up, but she received five other children. Abraham, he gave up his only son, and he became the father of a nation and our faith. My point is, God never asks something without having an amazing plan behind the surrender to bless you even more. Honey, that ministers to me right now. God is working in our lives, and God is working in your life. And if you feel you've come to a crossroads where there's something you have to walk away from or something that you have to give up, you know, making a sacrifice can be a very painful thing. That's why it's called a sacrifice. A sacrifice. But you know, the word prayer in the New Testament is a Greek word, prosukomai. That's the most often word for prayer in the New Testament. Mm. And that word prayer, we're commanded to pray carries the idea of a divine exchange. It's a sacrifice where you bring something to God. The example of Hannah is perfect. Yes. You give something to God, and God, in exchange, gives something back to you. And what we find with the Lord is when you give something to the Lord, He gives something wonderful back to you in return. He does. And that's what we see happened with Esther. Because she's the queen that surrendered. And uh, the highest example of all, Rick, though, 
is Jesus. Mm. Because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. That he gave. He gave. But God didn't just give and didn't get anything back in return. He got us. He got us. He has millions of millions that bear his name to this day and give mm -hmm. him glory. I just want to read this because uh, I think it's really powerful how the Holy Spirit said it to me. Esther is such an example for all little girls and women everywhere. But what made her so beautiful? Yes, she had the clothes and the jewels and all the pampering. But we don't remember her because of what she held on to. We remember her for what she was willing to give up, her life. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25, for whoever desires to save his life mm -hmm. will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm. Isn't that the way it is, Rick? It is, Denise. If we hold on to something and we have our right and we say, I have my rights to hold on to this, the Bible says that we... We'll lose it. We'll lose it. But if our hand is open, mm -hmm. we say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I give you everything that I am. He will make something amazing of it. And I, I believe, Rick, I, you know, I don't know who God's talking to right now that they need to say yes to a new assignment. But I do believe as we walk with God, as we uh, invite the Holy Spirit more and more and more and more to be involved in our life and we want to please him, that he does ask us to do things that might be unco uncomfortable, but they bring us to a higher level in him. Every time. And a higher trust in him. Every time. So that's why, that's what we see in Esther. She was willing to give up her life. Sometimes for us to take a hold of the next assignment that God has for us, we have to let go of what's comfortable and be willing to, to take a hold and say yes to what is unknown. Esther, Esther was comfortable she was familiar with the position in the kingdom and her crown, but God wanted to give her a nation. Mm. We have to be so careful, friend, that we don't hold on to just what is comfortable and familiar and miss what it is that God wanted to show to us that was in the unknown. Honey, if she had not been willing to obey, the nation would have been exterminated. Oh. She did such a heroic thing, but perhaps she didn't even understand the full impact of what she was doing. And I think very often in life when God asks us to do something, we don't comprehend the ripple effect that it's going to happen in, have in so many other people's lives. Mm -mm. But thank God that Esther was a queen who surrendered. Yes, and Rick Bible says that we're not our own. We're not. And he bought us with the price. So we belong to him. You know, the word surrender has tones of death it attached does. to its it, meaning. It sure does. But for Christians, after death is always resurrection. Maybe God is wanting you to let go of something so you can experience something new. For Esther, 
He was calling her from one glory to another glory. I just want to share one more scripture, Rick. It's in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. And I think it's a very important scripture for us in talking about surrendering like Esther. Not that I've already attained or am already perfected, or, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen. It is an attitude of our life, church, that we need to hold on to all the time. That God, you've given me this. I steward it. I hold it. Uh, you bless me in this. But Lord, I'm yours, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move where you tell me to go. I'm gonna go where you tell me to go. I'm gonna do what you tell me to do. Because you know what that does? That makes our heart not a stone, not a stubborn wall, but pliable in His hands. And with a pliable heart, God can do many things and bless many people. You know, Rick, many saints, they've already gone on before us, and they showed us the way to surrender. And that's why we see this in Queen Esther, that she was the queen who surrendered. Hey, thank you so much. This has really been wonderful today. And maybe you're at a moment in your life when you feel like you've come to that crossroads and God's asking for a surrender. He's asking for some kind of an exchange. And maybe you're a little afraid and hesitant. If God's asking you for something, he wants to give you something better. Mm. He's never going to take from you and rob you. That's what the devil does. God always gives you something better. But Esther was a powerful woman, and she used her place of influence to save a nation, and she was just a young girl who came into the kingdom not even knowing that she came into it and into her position for such a time as that. Amazing. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Rick. We'll be back in just a moment, and we want to pray for you. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. 
This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Well, they will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because, um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, he makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that, that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. It was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them. My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. I really feel in my heart that you need somebody to pray with you today. I feel that. Mm -hmm. Just when Denise was ministering, I felt hearts opening. And if you need a friendly voice to get into agreement with you for anything that you're facing, maybe you believe that God is leading you to a place where you have to sacrifice something or make a change, you're some kind of a crossroads, and you need just somebody to pray with you, then give us a call or send us an email. We would love to pray with you and believe for the Holy Spirit to give you the comfort and the power you need to do what God is asking you to do. And I want to remind you that we're offering you our whole series, which is called 10 Powerful Women. I've enjoyed this so much, and it comes with the study guide. And we're also offering you right now the book, 
which is called All the Women of the Bible, everything you always wanted to know about all the women of the Bible, and this book covers 400 named and unnamed women and so many lessons from the lives of these powerful, powerful women. So please order yours. And remember that when you become a partner, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. But thank you so much for being with us. When Denise and I come back tomorrow, we're going to pick up in the next program with the next woman who was powerful and who used her influence to literally change the world. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but you're going to find out tomorrow. But Father, we just join hands and we pray right now for every person that is at a crossroads in their life, men, women. We pray, Lord, that we would use the moment that we're in and that we are facing to do something significant. And thank you that we have no reason to fear because if we give up anything, you're just going to give us something better. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4 where the word of a king is, there is power.